This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Player 3 Podcast. My name is Blake Williams. I am your host, and with me today are my wonderful co-hosts. Jared. And Tad. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, we have a bit of a shorter episode for you today. We're going to be running a little bit uh, more casually, not have as much news. It's been a slow news week. I'm also busy. Yeah. I think all of us are busy right We're now. We're all really busy. busy. Finals week is coming up. Everyone wants Projects. to die. Um, Com majors have a lot of projects. I have a five-page paper, single-spaced, twelve-point font. Ooh, fun! Not a fan. Um, but we're, we're we're working through it. We're working through it, and we, you know what? We are still here to bring you your news, your gamer news, guys. Your gamer and tech news. So, who wants to start us off today? Can I start? You can. Is start. that fine, boys? I'm okay with that. I guess. Okay. Go ahead and start <laughs> us off. I guess. Um. So Terry came out. Last time we talked about Terry and Smash Bros, he's out. The leaks weren't confirmed, so Frogger may not be in now. <laughs> I don't know. It's a shame. But I really no want chess Frogger piece? and Smash. <laughs> no chess piece? Gosh. No Tetris piece? What are, what are we even here for? Tetris for Smash? Please. <laughs> but um, essentially... Tetris for Smash. What, what they revealed was Terry. He's a really cool combo character like Ken. You can actually do the inputs, and you'll do powerful versions of the moves. Ooh. That's kind of cool. Um, everyone loves him, actually, right now. I think he's really fun. Like, Sakurai did a 45-minute presentation of just him talking about Neo Geo, the console, and how much he loves it. To be fair, I would watch I, I would watch Sakurai do a 45-minute presentation on anything. It was great. It was just him geeking out. That's it was really awesome. funny. That's um, awesome. That was really cool. Uh, other things, though, uh, that's just small. Everyone's loving him. Um, Death Stranding, you know, came out. Death Stranding that's did cool. come out. That game, Hideo Kojima, it looks interesting. Uh it's getting backpacking some, simulator. Yep, yeah, it's a backpack simulator. So your 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 goal is to be the USP, um, yeah, or FedEx. I'm gonna say FedEx. Easier. You're the FedEx um, delivery man who is tasked to save the world by connecting us through the power of social media. I'm not kidding you. I hate everything I'm, about it. I'm not kidding you. You you use a system called likes where you like other people's things and giving them likes allows them to grow in power. It's the power of being together oh, through the God. internet. It's really weird. I love it. I love uh. it. This is this is Hideo Kojima at his finest. Yeah. This is what happens when you let him do whatever he wants. Which no one was there to stop him. <laughs> well, this is in controversy right now. So um, it's getting some weird reviews. Some people are like praising it really high. But you have IGN who gave him a 6.8. Ooh. I was like, ooh, this is not IGN, so, yeah. not big Kojima fans. Wow, right? But, uh... Um, uh, Kojima actually respond to some of these weird, you know, reviews because some people don't like it. It's, it's a walking game. A lot of people are saying this may not be for you, but I love it. It's a weird. It's like a weird artistic piece at this point. Uh, but Kojima $60 says, dollar artistic." Piece. Oh yes, totally. <laughs> but Kojima said that uh, Death Stranding is uh, difficult to understand for Americans. Ooh, that's what he says specifically, and that's because he's on an FPS. So, um, I'm like, okay, this is not good for you. I, 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 this is bad for me to say because if you look at Metacritic, you know the best games this year were like not FPS games. Yeah. So like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, but I guess the Europeans and the French have a better 
artistic opinions than us. So that's what Kojima has confirmed. All hail Kojima, right? All hail yes. Lord Kojima. Sure. So we do not have good opinions, apparently. Um, yeah. That's really fun to to really go over. <laughs> Speaking of, of games that Americans just don't understand, do you guys remember Katamari Damacy? Yes. No. Well, I'm glad you said no, so I can explain it to the people of the podcast. So, Katamari Damacy was a wonderfully weird game. And when I say wonderfully weird, I mean you played as the prince whose father was the ruler of the universe. Yes. And in one game, at least, he destroyed the universe, and you were tasked with rolling up things... To oh, make stars yeah. and planets. Yep. I do remember that now. You start with a little ball and then you roll it up and pick all yep. the trash. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's weird. Um, and you may know we haven't had a real Katamari game in a little bit. You yeah, know? it's been a it's while. It's been a little bit. I think the last one was on Switch, like a port. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Keita Ta- Takahashi, right? Japanese game okay. designer who is best known for his work on the glorious Katamari Damacy series. Interesting word. Words? <laughs> Glorious, maybe? Glorious, definitely. Um, well, he's got a new game coming out. Really? Okay. It is called Watam. Cool. What's, what's it what about? is Watam about, you ask? Uh, y- you yes. just did. Thank you. <laughs> um, the developer describes it as, quote, a game about the joys of friendship and discovery. Is this Death Stranding? It's, it's, <laughs> it's Death Stranding. <laughs> Death Stranding um, 2? Oh, my God. Another description of the game is the ultimate goof-around simulator. And in this article from PCGamer.com, where I get a decent amount of my news, um, hashtag not sponsored, although we accept sponsorships. Please sponsor us. Let us know, PCGamer.com. Please. You could buy us our, you could buy our show. Um, we accept buyouts. We're college students. We will accept anything that pays money. Anyway. Yeah, basically. And apparently, according to this PC Gamer article, Watam is designed to be played both solo and co-op, letting players instantly pop in and out of multiplayer mode. As you play, you'll apparently make friends with sushi, giant trees, and comma er comma toilets. What? Yeah. It releases on the Epic Games Store on December 17th. It's on the Epic Games Store, which is a shame. But it is a friendship-making simulator, and that is just about all I know. It's confusing. It's weird. I mean, with the last game... And I kind of love it. I mean, if the last game was about rebuilding the universe by rolling up giant balls over cities and killing millions of innocent people to create stars... Then this must be crazy too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure it will be. It's on the Epic Game Store. I'm kind of out. It's oh man. Yeah, I don't no, know. I, the, I, so the Outer Worlds is on the Epic Game Store, and, and it's I a pretty great game. And I won't. Tad, are you telling me you don't want to be epic? No, I don't want to be epic. Do you not want to win the Epic Victory Royals? No. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's the right one. I refuse. That is PUBG. Oh dang it. An amateur. Uh, I don't work with amateurs. Wait, oh, that, that does remind me. You, you saw that um, Fortnite. Sorry for the bring this in, but like, you know, that guy, that guy Jarvis or something, the guy who plays Fortnite. Mm-hmm. He got like banned from Fortnite forever. He makes f- mainly Fortnite content. Mm. He's banned from Fortnite forever though because he what? was caught on stream using an aimbot. 
Oh you yeah, that, that's that's, um, that's an issue. Yeah. I don't remember what. And he's like, he was part of one of those gamer groups. Phase. Like he was part of. He phase. was phase. Wow. Oof. Ooh yeah. So he just lost a lot of money. Yeah, and phase lost of a lot of money too. Everything because mm-hmm. yeah, if you catch phase, anyone in phase cheating. Ooh, and especially now that he's yikers. Yep. He literally just threw away a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be hard, yikes. Yeah. And he's apologized like he was crying about it, and I feel bad for him, but it's like, I really cared about this game. If you really cared about this game, you wouldn't have used the freaking aimbot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people who use an aimbot make the argument, oh, it's just a game, you know, it doesn't really matter. Well, the problem with that is you using an aimbot to have more fun directly takes away from the feeling of challenge, the feeling of equality, and the feeling of friend uh, of, of fun that other players Exactly. Are. Do you know what the problem with that is, too? What's the problem um, with that? Ninja supported him. He was like, this this shouldn't happen. Like, he's a big guy. So like, he's on the line here compared to other players. Like, no, he's encouraging other players yeah. to do this, which ruins the game for everyone. He should be accountable at the same level as you guys. Cheating like, yeah. severely hurts any yeah. game. You can't so, you can't take that lightly. So. Shut up, Ninja. Yeah, yeah. I I think I can excuse cheating and modding and all that in the single pl- single player game. Oh yeah, because that's want. how you're choosing to have your experience. Uh, totally. In a multiplayer game, no way. Well, the thing is, it's cheating in a multiplayer game, but in a single-player game, that's modding, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, there's no issue yeah. there. It's when you're directly affecting other people who are trying to get, you know, we all paid $60 for this game, then you should let them, um, therefore, do that. So Yeah, totally. You should. And, uh, yeah, next little bit of news. You may have forgotten, I also cover tabletop news. What are those? Tabletop <laughs> role-playing games. My favorite things in thing? the world. TTRPGs. <laughs> you know what else I'm a big fan of? Science fiction horror. Where's I don't going? like normal horror, but I like sci-fi horror. Is this about the Stranger Things D&D set? That is not what this is about. Thank That's goodness. been out for quite a while. Yeah, I didn't know that because I don't follow tabletop. And I get my tabletop news from this podcast. So Me too. That's why we're here, ladies Let and gentlemen. Let me know. What is it? What is on the news for the tabletop world, my man? Have you guys heard of Alien? Like the, 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 the movie? The game? The movie. There's been a couple of games, Alien Isolation. Well, okay. their next foray is moving into the world of TTRPGs. Cool. So Alien, the role-playing game, is coming out. Free League Publishing has uh, partnered with 20th Century Fox, and they are, quote, creating a tabletop RPG set in the harsh universe of the Alien films. So apparently, this game is going to have two different modes, which I find interesting. Okay, modes. Uh, Modes aren't really a thing you see in a lot of TTRPGs. You definitely see a lot of... You know, things like, oh, there's different ways you can play and alter the same sort of thing. But in Dungeons and Dragons, there's no extra modes. It's always going to be the same general thing. So let me guess. So is this mode like you're going to be the alien? One person's going to be the alien and another person's going to be like the, the survivors or something? Hunters, or, right? It is not. Really? Okay. It is not. There are two playable modes, cinematic and campaign. Cinematic. Right? So moody? So cinematic uh, is generally it's closer to your one shot sort of option. Um, 
quote, the cinematic option lets you play through a scenario similar to the events of the films in one session and emphasizes high stakes and fast and brutal gameplay. They used the word and there twice. And, and. And, and, and. Uh, That's an actual sentence. Don't Google it. Um, High stakes, fast, brutal gameplay. Ominous. Ooh. Ominous. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, However, your campaign mode is going to be a little bit more like what you might expect from some traditional D&D. So you explore the alien universe more freely over multiple game sessions. So that might be if uh, Mm. you as a group wanted to create a few characters and just explore the world of alien um what, you what, might want to do that okay <laughs> that's i if you yeah. i mean if you want to be that specific I, I don't know is there an audience for this like is alien that big still I, that's I, the problem so yeah. <laughs> i've never even yeah heard like this, so so yeah. like i'm amazed that this is even it sounds so so, yeah. so niche at this point a lot of that's the problem with a lot of these tabletop rpgs that are super niche wendy's came out with one i talked about that on oh, the yeah. first I'm, episode yeah. of the podcast oh yep Feast of Legends, fantastic <laughs> RPG, but the problem is that it's so niche that there's not really as much of a uh, of an of an audience for that. The audience for something like Feast of Legends is people who like these two things: Wendy's and Dungeons and Dragons. Will you get that mix? Will that actually happen though? Like, are most people gonna is that like Wendy's diagram get- pretty close? I'd say or is it like this, like just bubble that barely touches. <laughs> I I mean, there's certainly an audience for it. I'm in that audience. Okay. I like both Wendy's and Dungeons and Dragons, but that audience isn't huge. Ooh, yeah. You yeah. know, I do think this has a bigger audience though. That's uh, a, but still, it's so specific. Like, do I, yeah, it's very niche. Do I want to spend niche. the money to go out of my way to play Alien? Yeah. Or just play normal, right? Right. So, Alien came out, you know, a lot of the time. So, first of all, a lot of D&D's players ba- player base right now is older than we are. We're okay. college students. So, we weren't necessarily alive when Alien was as big as it was. You know? We weren't alive at the peak of Alien. <laughs> um, <laughs> but alien some of peak. D&D's older audience was and probably remembers Alien and it feels more fondly about it. Okay. You know, so I think there is, I think there is an audience for this game. Um, And it does come with more than just a rule book. So it comes with custom dice. Okay. Which I guess that's more incentive. I might get it just for the dice. That's a good incentive, actually. Yeah. I'm a big fan of dice. Tad, you've seen this. I have a lot of dice. I saw them all over the floor this morning. Yeah. I broke my. Have a good time. I I broke the box that, that came with them. It was sitting on my desk. And I turned oh around my, my Lord. chair, it fell off, and the, the top of the box <laughs> popped off. Fun. Yep. Fantastic. And it and broke. Uh, it was a mess. And then uh, it comes with a set of maps. I'm assuming these maps are just going to be more specific to the, the alien, alien world. Universe. So they're not necessarily <laughs> going to be super useful if it. you want to do something outside of Alien. Um, it also comes what? with a GM screen, which GM screens are nice. I don't use Wh- one. What's that? Like the it's GM like a, screen. It's um. It's like a barrier between you and the other. Yeah. Pl- okay. Yeah. It's like Actually, nice it's that. I call it okay. cardboard. It's like this, like this. Uh, this is a podcast. They can't see my hands. Not a visual it's, medium. Um, I can see your hands. You can see my hands. Too. 
It's a bit of cardboard that goes in front, and it has two flaps that hold it up. I and think it's got uh, some information okay. on the inside so, that helps out the GM. So, like, let's say, okay, uh, for audience out there, like a the science fair board. Because yep. like goes in front yeah. of you. Yeah, small science okay, that's fair a cool board. Way to describe yeah. it. Or when you're taking those big, you know, state tests when you're in mm-hmm. elementary or something like that. Yep. I never actually had dividers put I had. me on those tests. I remember that our uh, rocket math tests were so intense that we had to have folders put up um, <laughs> yeah. by us. Well, we didn't have dividers. We just put up, like, you'd put up your, like, social studies folder yep. and your English folder. Yeah. It couldn't yep. be your math folder. Couldn't be your math folder. Because that was cheating. That's che- Definitely. Oh, dang it. That, but that's why you Cheetah write. was big in third grade. That's why you get out your English folder and then write in your math Yeah, in you the put English your folder. math homework in the English See? Folder. Then they won't there know. See? That's a cone. Until they come around and see you doing it. I was actually really bad at those rocket math things. What? Well, which is ironic, considering I was like ended up being like two years ahead in math by the time I graduated. Okay, high I'm a school. boomer. I have no idea what this rocket stuff is. Oh, you guys didn't have rocket. You didn't math? have rocket. Math. What are you talking about? Okay, so oh. in in whatever grade they would start you in it, mm-hmm. and it, there was letter A and then letter Z, and you'd start on letter letter A. That's okay. really simple addition: one plus one, three plus three, kind of thing. Easy and then stuff. you'd slowly move into subtraction. And then at N or M, you'd move into some multiplication and then division. And by the end of it, you're doing relatively complicated division problems. You had 40 of them, and Keep you had in a mind, minute. relatively complicated means like three div- or 12 divided by four. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff that would easily. It's more about memorizing quick ones yeah. than actually doing it. It was our okay. replacement okay. for yeah. addition, subtraction, multiplication. I think we did something division, like that, but we never called it rocket math. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason it was called rocket math is because it's a giant picture of a ra- rocket and you were, you know, building up mm-hmm. to it as you went through the things. And you but had to be going fast. I took it way too seriously. I was grinding out rocket math. And so, you know how they had the practice side and then the actual test they side? They did. The top half of the paper was practice. They get you. You'd have a minute practice run, okay. and then you'd actually do it for time. And then if you did all of them and you got all of them right, or I think you were allowed to have like two or five wrong out yeah. of the forty or twenty. Two or five, definitely and, it wasn't three or four. And then you would graduate on to the next level. And then once you get past Z, then it's a great question. Then you, uh, yeah, okay. Then you, then you win. win. You, uh, you, you go past Z. You go into the infinite. Mm-hmm, you yeah. go. You ascend. You ascend. So. Yeah, uh, that was what we had, and I took it way too seriously. Powerful. Oh, yeah, I studied and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I... So, I did not study. So, wait, so you're talking about math. You're a god at math. You like tech. Is this a good transition? I think Mentioning a a transition transition. makes any transition good. (laughs) Oh, no. No, it makes any transition good. But honestly... Speaking of transitions, transitioning over to... (laughs) You know who really has... Segways are weird. You know who also has bad segways? YouTubers. Have you guys opened YouTube recently? I, uh, no. I have. Have you opened it today? I have no. opened it today. Have you noticed anything weird Let's about it today? Let's go on, on YouTube right uh, now. Go ahead computer. and bust out YouTube.com for me. Audience, YouTube. you guys do too. Do it on desktop? Is uh, that yeah, right? desktop is where the main thing is. I don't believe there's any differences on the Android yet. Okay, here it looks the same, actually. Oh, yeah? I don't think so. I Is haven't it not been noticed anything yet? different. What's yeah. What's yours? What bl- I think it depends on what browser you're using. But um, oh, they've definitely... Wow. Yeah, so it's been more consolidated. That looks like oh. my phone. Oh, this yeah. is very much different. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. This looks like my phone in a way, too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So Google today rolled out um, an update for YouTube, and, and they're trying to completely redesign it. Um, they want to... 
make some things more optimized and then some things more simplified. Here so go again. Yeah, thumbnails are bigger, video titles are longer, and the previews for them. Have you noticed how now when you hover over something on YouTube, it starts playing the video? There's a preview. Oh yeah, I that love that. That's the thing that happens. Yeah, now those are higher resolution. They used to be Ooh, that's really nice. low really? resolution. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's not quite a native resolution or anything like that, but it's definitely better imagine. because they've optimized the. That, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad at all. Uh, channel icons are now below the videos on the homepage, so you actually see the channel icon, not just the channel name. Uh, that's more for I think the association, so mm -hmm. you'll. Okay watch more videos that's nice um you can do a temporary queue so you can add videos to it um and that will clear yeah. after each session of videos but um so let's see you're watching a video and you see a million different videos you want to watch also oh, okay yeah. in the recommended <clears throat> it'll let you take in add those to a queue that once you close down oh, your that's, browser. I, li I like that because I hate clicking I on a video. I also like that. Right? Yeah. I end up with six tabs of videos because I wanted to go to one, so I paused it, thought, I'll watch this one, and oh, then come back no. to it. This is how they're getting Never. you. They're yeah, just getting you get sucked you. in yeah. even more. Well, I'm already YouTube sucked sphere. into the YouTube. That's oh, like too. my primary form of media is YouTube. I'm, yeah. I'm actually afraid to look how much YouTube I watch on my phone every day. It's probably more than I'm going to say three hours. Oh, I probably watch six hours of YouTube because whenever I'm yeah, at I'm my computer right now. back in my dorm room, I pretty much have a YouTube. It's video either running. Forged in Fire or Live PD. Yeah, it's either Forged in Fire or Live PD. It's usually Live PD. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what I'm doing. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things is you can now block suggestions from channels that you don't want. So you really? see a channel that keeps bugging you and you're recommended and you have no interest in watching it, then you can simply block that channel from appearing in your recommended um just kind of cleans up your recommended area um that's really nice yeah no it's not too bad it's a bunch of feature updates and then just a little bit of consolidation making the ui a little bit uh less hectic than what it was so youtube looks more modern now mm -hmm. it does look more modern um and you know i can't complain yeah. i think that yeah that's certainly not bad that's nice i mean they're gonna have new policies out though that's gonna be interesting yeah yeah, that's another thing. Other but, big yep. news. Uh, did you guys hear about what happened with Markiplier's YouTube channel? I did. Oh, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, what happened? That's yeah. insane. So, um, that's so, this Markiplier, is terrible. Markiplier posted a video three days ago. And it's in a this live video, stream. Uh, the live stream happened before this video. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, in this video, he was talking about a big problem with YouTube. So Markiplier had done a live stream um, hyping up for his YouTube original series, um, The Heist. Markipl a heist with Markiplier? Yeah, something that's like called. That. Yep. Okay. I think and I remember seeing ads for that. In this in this live stream, he did a choose your own adventure sort of thing. Yeah. And he had his audience vote with um, emotes, right? A green paddle or a red paddle. Okay. What ended up happening is so obviously people are spamming the want the choice they want. Yep. Right. Makes sense. That's what he wanted them to do. That was the encouragement. So. Now you come along and YouTube bots start banning people from his channel. Yeah. From his chat. So uh -oh. these people are people who are members. They've been paying money to him, to Google. And they're not just banning their YouTube accounts. This is They the are banning their Google accounts. Hmm. The entire. So that is YouTube, uh, Google Play Music, Google Play. Gmail. Uh, Gmail. Gmail is the big one there. If you're doing any business on this site and you yeah. happen to go in the yeah. stream, you lose access to your business, essentially. Yeah. If you if you are an independent creator who uses their Gmail mm. and you're in Markiplier's stream and you're voting and you get banned, 
you have lost your business. You've lost access to your business. You've lost your livelihood. You've lost all the money you've put into YouTube. And this was a big thing. So Markiplier made a video about it calling out YouTube. Mm -hmm. Well, one day ago, Markiplier uploaded another video. Mm -hmm. And in this video... Okay, I've seen this part. Um, it's called YouTube's Big Problem Dash Update. And that's the for those video. of you guys who don't know who Markiplier is, because some of you mm -hmm. won't, to put this in perspective, this man has... 24.6 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. He's not a small fish. He's a gamer. He he's is a gamer. gamer. I don't um, mean to drop a hard R, but he's a gamer. And he is he's huge. He's one of the biggest in fact. So yeah, um, it, it matters. For instance, if I go to his channel here. Oh, oh, and by the way, wait, during the live stream, this was happening for an hour until he recognizes. So, hundreds of people got their accounts banned. Yikes. But what, what's what's this video about? What is this update video? This update video about? is it's it's good news. It's good yeah, news. Good, good. So, first of all, um, as far as we know, almost all, if not all, of the channels that were banned have been reinstated. <sighs> Thank, okay, that's good. Which that's is really good. Um, and he was talking about how in the f original video he was talking about him and his mod team were contacting YouTube. They were trying to work with YouTube to get something figured out. In this newest video, apparently it's been figured out. Um, YouTube staff are working on a way to make sure this doesn't happen again. But the big takeaway from this is that YouTube's automation right now is broken. Oh, yeah, totally. YouTube's automation is broken uh, in that it is banning a lot of people who really don't deserve to be banned. So they're figuring it out. We're hoping to fix this and... Hopefully, this won't happen again. But until this gets completely fixed, mm -hmm. um, a PSA to everyone listening to the podcast, if you're in a live stream, don't risk emotes. Yep. You know, I would say put one or two maybe um, – comments in a video if you post too many comments if you're having a conversation in the comments there's an unfortunate chance that you could get banned we really don't know what the threshold is for for these bans a reddit post said that potentially um potentially there were accounts averaging around 100 comments in a minute which seems like a lot mm -hmm. but in something like this with mm -hmm. them literally copy pasting emotes mm -hmm. in order to vote that's very small yeah that's messed up yeah um speaking of messed up actually there's this big thing going on right now um youtube and the law are getting into some interesting trouble right now and uh this was recently posted about um you know children on youtube and who's watching it okay yeah. um um if, um, here's a quick quote from I'm not sure what it's from I know it's from, it might be from YouTube itself or something some new law but um, if the FTC decides an upload video is kid directed but sees it as not marked as kid directed the creator of that video could find could be fined over $42,000 per video the creator of the video not yes, YouTube yes the creator of the video yikes um, that's that's a big problem YouTube also has plans to use auto uh, use machine learning to implement a system that for better or worse to implement a system that will find kid-directed videos mm -hmm. and identify that's not them. If the automation system is terrible already, 
We're already having issues. We had issues with it for years, and now creators can be fined forty-two thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that's the end of YouTube because how there are so many young kids on the platform. Yeah, I would uh, argue that young young kids is YouTube's primary audience, especially in the gaming industry. Oh, totally. Yeah, this is it. Like, yep. the the fact that forty-two thousand dollars can be charged is like, what well, they can't survive. Yeah. yeah, unless you are, you know, one of the top ten channels on YouTube, bringing in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars per video, you probably cannot afford that. No. And that's probably going to end up being retroactive. Oh yeah. And might end up costing YouTubers hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, from the FTC just for videos that the FTC thinks are kid directed. If that's retroactive, then any Ant Venom, mm-hmm. you know, caveman oh films, they're done. Yeah. They're done. This is all because parents can't take care of their kids. Yeah. That's literally, that's what everyone's talking about. It's like it's a society issue, yeah. It's because, oh, we're just going to hand my kid a tablet, and he's just going to watch YouTube. He or she, you're going to watch YouTube for hours to babysit them, and they're not going to be responsible for the content. Parents should be involved in what their kids are doing online. But yeah. no parents want to do it. And now the people who are making the content are being punished for it. Yeah. YouTube has protection features built in. They have YouTube Kids, which is an entire uh, section of YouTube. Uh, a, a separate app. Mm-hmm. On, on yeah. As far as I know, at least on iPhone, I believe on Android as well. Um, a separate app just devoted to these kid-friendly videos. They have ways for creators to mark their channel as not kid-friendly. And most do. Yeah. But the problem is, most of these parents are just saying, turning on their YouTube account, which is an adult YouTube account, handing it to their kid and saying, watch whatever, without any parental moderation. It's not YouTube's job. It's not the it's not the creator's job. It's not the FTC's job to protect you know this kid. It's that parent's job to make sure that kid is watching responsible content. And they have steps in place. Steps that they can take quite easily to solve that problem. I think so. this. I think greatest response for this is literally, "Okay, boomer." Like, yeah, th- literally. I mean, <laughs> okay, this is not. Boomer. This is not our. This is. Uh, <laughs> it's their fault. Like, yeah. pay attention to your kids. Yeah. De- definitely. Jeez, yeah. that's just ridiculous. It makes me yeah, so it's mad. Crazy. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we have any more time. I, if we want, we can dive into the Microsoft November update. Sure. If not, we can hold it off for later. What you want think? to go, go ahead. You want to go to the We're a roll. All right. So Windows just released another update. Uh, this is going to be their November update, 2019. Um, and actually, to be Ooh. honest, there's not a huge difference in functionality. Uh, there's going to be a couple of things. Um, for the the underlying um, kind of the back end of Windows, uh, we can expect better performance, especially if your CPU has multiple cores. Um, higher clock isn't more f- performance, but multiple cores can be uh, better f- performance just in Windows in general and also in the applications that you're running inside Windows. Um, you can expect an improvement on battery life for mobile processors because they're optimizing mobile processor usage. Um, and so because of that, uh, there's a new ability for enterprises. Uh, they can choose to have Windows 10 S mode devices use Windows 32, which is like desktop apps. So mm-hmm. desktop apps can now be almost ported over to mobile Windows using 8 returns using um, <laughs> <laughs> using Microsoft Intune. It's uh, it's more of like a porting app. Um, 
And then there's also the ability for OEMs and hardware makers to reduce the latency between pen-supported devices if they need slash want to. That's directly from them. I don't use any mobile um, Windows devices, so I'm not too worried about the pen latency. But uh, we have a couple of different functionality updates. For example, you can have the AI assistant of your choice on your lock screen now. You're well, not nice. just yeah, you're not just taken down to Cortana. You can now have Google or Alexa. If wow. Amazon decides to do that, currently it's not in place. Okay. But am, if Amazon decides to do that, uh, and then of course there's a new Windows Calendar app redesign. They're trying to make that also work better with multiple platforms. Um, how it works inside Windows, kind of redesigned. Uh, it's good stuff to look at. Um, not stuff I want to go through here. But one of the huge things that I thought we needed to address was the fact that. There is, I'm trying to find it here in my notes. There is a new emoji button. There's an emoji button? The right hand oh, Windows no. key will now be the Ooh. emoji button in Microsoft Office. True power. So the right hand Windows Unlimited key. Unlimited power. The right hand Windows key is currently just another Windows key. Uh, but mm -hmm. it's rarely used. The left-hand Windows key is the one that's always used. I don't even... My laptop doesn't even have a right-hand Windows key. My laptop's a Mac that I'm running Windows on, so the command keys get routed to the Windows sense. keys. Uh, I hate it. Um, Hackintosh. So uh, they Hack realize those, that we don't really need that key as much, and so what they're doing is they're going to open that key up to use by programs. So an office, you can... It's called the office key, uh, and it'll do a bunch of different things. Open an emoji keyboard is one of the main things. And then also you can, you know, open office, you know, use shortcuts. But Finally. now there's going to be utilization of that key by software, which I think is great actually. That's a that's they're freeing up a key on the keyboard and instead of replacing it with something they want, they're simply making it do it game. All. And uh the software gets to decide what they want to do with it. Cool. So, yeah, good. there's a bunch of performance improvements and then there's a bunch of stuff that's getting set up for new. Um, so your AI assistance, your new calendar, your um, key remapping, none of that's really useful right now, but there's hopefully going to be more updates soon, more other things that will make those quality of life upgrades. So they're just getting the, the infrastructure in place. So Cool. That's, I guess that's cool. You know, I mean, I was at first I was like, emoji keyboard, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. if it's going to be an office key, I yeah. like that. Yeah, so... Honestly, really productive November update. I can't complain too much. I can't wait for my computer to crash anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yep. yep. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, we're going to call it for today's episode with our final segment of the day. What games have we been playing, guys? Um, if you say Smash one more time. Oh, man, maybe. Harry <laughs> just came out, and I've been practicing a lot again. <laughs> That's all I play now, which is fun. I like it. So Jared's answer is, as always, Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. And it probably will be till the end of time. Oh, totally. i just yep. obsessed. You play one game. It, I play one game hey, and I stock. No timeouts. That's it. So mine <laughs> this week is Overwatch because I haven't been able to play any other game. I'm on the Overwatch team here. Traitor. So I play a lot of Overwatch. <laughs> Uh, he, he yeah. wasn't here for the episode where we got banned in China. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was when Bryson took my spot. Yeah. Um, well, he's gone now. But, yeah, so I've been playing a lot Bryson's of Overwatch. Been banned in China. And I haven't been 
playing anything else because I hadn't haven't had the time. I'm redoing my setup in my dorm. Oh wow, um, yeah, it almost works. Yeah. That might be kind of hard to do kinda. when there's dice all the floor. I picked them up. <laughs> I almost vacuumed vacuumed them up. I don't uh, want to talk about it. <laughs> so, and now it's time for me to talk about what game I've been playing, yes, guys. Bejeweled. I have made a deal with the devil. Bejeweled four. He I've finally been playing got it. a mul- uh, uh, a mobile game. If it's Candy Crush, because I know Bejeweled, you've been playing Bejeweled like it's crack. If it's Candy Crush, I've I'm going to down ju- on Bejeweled. I'm going to jump across this table right now if it's Candy Crush. A game called Slitherlink. Is Slitherlink like Candy Crush is completely different from Candy Crush. The point of the game is to create a loop, and that loop uh, is is set on. So the basic level is a honeycomb shape, and you have to create this loop around these numbers and. There's like a number in each cell, but not all cells have numbers. But that tells you how many um, points of the loop should be touching. Like how many lines should touch that cell. Okay, yeah. It makes no sense when I explain it like that. What's the name of it? Slitherlink. Slitherlink. What about incels? So so People should download it and at least try it because it's really hard. Yeah. It's always hard to explain mobile games. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. It looks like some kind of like word. I don't know what it yeah. looks like. Try it out. It's really basic, very utilitarian. It's cool. fun. It's fun. I'd recommend it. Um, and that is it for this episode of the Player 3 Podcast, guys. Good episode. And we'll see all of you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hopefully. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.